to Cartridge Cinema Club, a podcast where two people who are bad at video games critique bad video game movies. I am your host, Mark Champlin. I'm joined, as always, by Alex Wallace. How's it going, girls and gays? How's everyone on this fine, whatever the fuck day it is that this podcast goes online? How's everyone on this bitch of an earth? How's <laughs> everybody uh, on this bitch of a Monday? Today we'll be discussing <laughs> Super Mario Brothers. This is the... Uh, the 1993's The Super no. Mario Brothers. The The Super Mario it's, Brothers. It's not called that, actually. I wish it was. It's just Super Mario Brothers. It's not even that. It is Super Mario Bros. That's how it, it's styled. And so this is, this is a... This is like almost a, a cliche to talk about this film, I feel like. Because this is the... This is the er video game movie. This is the first video game movie. This is one of the strangest like adaptations of anything yeah it <laughs> in general really is it's um, it's kind of crazy to think of it as an adaptation because the the mind the mind wants to you know protect itself and not think of this as a true you know nintendo licensed adaptation of super yeah. mario so, so but it totally is <laughs> I, I feel like we should if you're listening to this podcast and you're the type of person who doesn't have to know about 1993's super mario brothers the film uh what is this movie mark uh so <laughs> what's super mario brothers <laughs> First of all, I just want to say, if you are a listener of this podcast and you've heard the other episodes so far and you haven't necessarily watched the movie recently or at all, you you have to see this movie. You really should. Right? You really, you really have to. Because, like, we like to discuss the things around the movies, but, like, the, this this movie is, is so much. And I really think we're going to be talking about the movie almost the entire time. Yeah, like, so we should just, just say up front. You should watch this movie. You should um, watch this movie. So, 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 so Super Mario <laughs> Brothers. Uh, you might have heard of it. It's a it's a classic series of platforming action titles created by Nintendo that has been around since God created our green earth. Give me your top three. What's your top top three, three favorite Mario games? Super Mario Odyssey is number one. Okay. Um, that's fair. I I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily do that, but I can it, see it. It, it is that good. I think um, I really like Mario Galaxy. Okay. And see, I feel like I should be picking a side scroller, but I don't really feel that strongly about any of them. You you totally don't have to. You can you can go you can go Sunshine. I'm as third. fucking. That's a joke, right? I I yeah, it was a joke. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. So, uh, New Super Mario Bros. The original on the DS. That's my that's my number three. Okay. How about you? That's that's fucking dope. <laughs> that's a really good choice. I keep trying to get that game on an emulator, but well, now I can't ever again because they took them all down. Using emulators uh, is wrong because you were taking yeah. video games away from ch children who need them. Top three favorite Mario games, Mark. <laughs> um super smash for this melee just kidding. um uh i like um god i really want to say 
I, I haven't put them in order yet, and I, I probably should have had this written down before I suggested this. Sure. As a, as a okay. Bit. No, but now but, you have to um, do it. Now, now I have to do it. Uh, so in not in order, Galaxy. Yes, I agree. And and uh, Super Mario World. Okay. And man, is am i uh, okay you know what (laughs) i'm just gonna put odyssey as as my third odyssey is is definitely not number one no it's definitely not number one for me uh it's definitely gonna have to be galaxy as like the actual number one because galaxy like it does things to me like the music is so like moving and the the overworld is so like pleasant and fun to just do you feel similarly about the music in the super mario brothers movie (laughs) Oh, you mean that one song? You that mean, one song that plays through the whole song? I thought we agreed that there wasn't allowed to be any singing on the podcast. Oh, that was a hard rule. You, you know what? This 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 movie really brought me to song. Okay, so we need. I think we need to get into this because there's so much to talk about. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot to talk about. Um, I so first of all, all forget everything you know about about Super Mario. This Brothers, movie has nothing to do with Super Mario Brothers. I, I mean, drop, like, it's, go for they, it. They, they drop an explanation, like, like, <laughs> like, like the movie opens and immediately you hear, uh, fucking Mr. Italian stereotype explain that 45 sounds, million years ago. He sounds like Luigi from the Super Mario Bros. cartoon. Yeah, he's literally like, that's, yeah. that's my, that's my spaghetti. Yeah, he sounds like it's, that. And he explains that, that there, the dinosaurs got hit by a meteorite, but the meteorite actually opened a portal into another dimension, uh, and there people evolved from reptiles or dinosaurs instead of monkeys, um, and that's the premise of the film, uh, which, for those of you who haven't played Super Mario Brothers, it's about <laughs> it's about a guy who has to fight a turtle king monster uh, because he kidnaps a princess. And that's the whole story, which to be fair, hard to make a movie about. So when confronted with this, the filmmakers thought, well, we, we can't just make a film where a guy runs around and jumps and hits on blocks and then drops a big turtle into a pit of lava. And that's the film. Obviously they couldn't do that. I would have thought the same thing. Now I, personally would not have then thought uh, uh, well what if we were to make a cyberpunk film yes what if what if this movie was set in actual brooklyn and mario says shit like oh fuck he says shit like well there there used to be dodgers in brooklyn too it's not hard to believe one of my favorite moments (laughs) so we need to talk about the cast because we'll get into the things that i really really love in this film mm-hmm. so bob yeah, Hoskins. we need absolutely. to talk about bob hoskins mario because he is just so sleazy he's such a greasy presence in the film he's just such a <laughs> <laughs> what what my brother was trying to say is he wants to ask you out for dinner yeah Ain't that right luigi and, and then luigi is is John Leguizamo, the pests John Leguizamo. Yeah, actual actor John Leguizamo. And he, people in 1993, the word fuckboy 
uh, I don't think was in like common <laughs> rotation, but that just so perfectly like if you were ever if you have ever been sitting alone in your home and thought to yourself god damn if only somebody would create some sort of media property with luigi but he's a fuckboy this time this movie provides you with that content it's you complete with giant oversized hoodie yeah no it, it, it he is he's like five dudes that you met in freshman year it's really something and he's a he's a weed dealer he just looks like a weed dealer but like, oh my god, didn't we describe Nash as a weed dealer we also? Did. There's a lot of... <laughs> There's so much. Dennis Hopper you know? playing Donald Trump in this film uh, as yeah. King Koopa. So they don't call him Bowser, which is fine, because back then they didn't really call him Bowser in America, so it's fine. Uh, in this film, yeah, that's right. they huh? call him Koopa, um, and he, you know, like... So, so he, he is like the like president of the city or whatever in like the alternate lizard dimension. Now, God, here's a question about so him much. really quickly because sure. my question is: they keep calling him King Koopa. Why are there all these "vote for Koopa" like signs all over the it's place? It's the social commentary it's, of this film. We're just, gonna we're gonna get to how I think this film has has radical politics. But <laughs> oh my fucking god! You don't wait. No shit. There totally is. You I, totally okay. know what I'm talking yeah. about. Um, I, there's one line. There's, where a, fucking, there's one of the Koopa League says no, it. We'll get, we'll get, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay. We'll, when we get to the social issues part of the film, because there's a lot to talk about Fuck. with the politics of this movie. Oh man, they're I all, totally forgot. They're all bad shit. <laughs> so Dennis Hopper, he's a lizard man. He just has. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not really a lizard man. He just has. His hair is just like gelled in such a way that he has little like spikes on his head it looks awful and yeah, i know there is the bowser spikes and i and i have this note in my notes here that says i was gonna say that koopa is a trump-like figure in the film because he really and like i know the donald trump comparison is like so trite but like his delivery is like actually very like apprentice era donald trump um, and then there's a scene yeah. where he gets really fucking rapey with Princess Daisy. And then the Trump comparison became a little bit too apt and I became less comfortable. But I still introduced the segment because that's what we do here. So, yeah, you know, uh, there's a line that that uh, Koopa says, where he says, you know what they say about little girls? They never forget the first time of being kissed by a lizard yeah which you know i i suppose that's true there's I mean, been a running a theme girl, in the film that we've watched i would never forget because <laughs> <my> lizard <laughs> like there's been a running theme in the films that we've watched of of villains being creepy and sexual with the female protagonist and weird face touching and i think it says a lot mm -hmm. about video games that their their premises have gotten us into that situation so much that said you can't levy that criticism at this film because as stated it has nothing to do with super mario brothers so i kind of wanted to like lay all of that out and then i just want to kind of from here we're gonna, oh yeah yoshi is a velociraptor there's so much <laughs> from so, here we're gonna tr i yeah. want to try to let's talk about the film on its own merits absolutely so broadly how did you like this film mark i man did did i like this film so would i recommend this movie is yes a uh, hundred fucking percent i think every i i don't know 
I, I can't think of a single person who I wouldn't want to watch this movie just <laughs> because of the sheer amount. You texted me halfway through the movie and you were like, uh, give me give me three words to describe this. I <laughs> uh, didn't I say like baffling, baffling and scary and, and scary. Yeah, there was. Yeah, I, I asked Mark to des- describe his feelings on the film in three words or less. And he said baffling and scary. Uh, and it then later so I texted Mark, crazy. fucked up that this movie exists. Uh-huh. It, it's so, I mean, oh God, can, can we even discuss it? We can discuss it on its own merits, of course. I, but think, like... I think the thing to do here, because like trying to like run through the plot of this film, I would say like this film is actually like a lot easier to follow. It has than, a plot. That, yeah, than the, the other two movies we've watched, which are like complete nonsense. And this movie is ridiculous, but it's pretty fucking straightforward like it's like mm-hmm. okay mario brothers they're plumbers uh they're in brooklyn there's uh princess daisy well we don't know if she's a princess yet but this girl named daisy she's like a paleontologist whether she's digging up dinosaur bones they find a portal into an, the other dimension in the dinosaur mining place and then mm-hmm. and then they go there and they fight bowser and then they win and that's that's pretty much it um, yeah, it's it's like standard like sci-fi adventure. Bad guy wants to do something bad. Yeah. You, you, there's scenes where we see the bad guy, you know, do bad things. Yeah, so we Daisy's know he's dad gets bad. turned into like a big fungus monster. When, oh, man, as soon there's... as you start talking about the specifics, is where it gets weird. So so what I want to try to do here, yeah, is you know I, we we try to take notes as, as we go through the film, and so I want to just kind of like. I'm, we'll, we'll just pull things out of our notes that we want to talk about. Because I, I, the first thing that I have written down here that really jumps out at me is the phrase Leather Daddy Police. Yeah, so let's. So when, when we first enter, um, I'm going to call it Neo Bowser City. <laughs> because if you've played Mario Kart 8, uh, I, don't know if it's, I don't know if it's an old course. But anyway, I play it on Mario Kart 8. Uh, there's a course called Neo Bowser City. And it's literally this weird cyberpunk Mario world um, that looks kind of F-Zero-ish. And there's weird shit like weird cyberpunk ads and neon signs with a bunch of Mario stuff on it. And as soon as this came on the screen, I was like, oh, fuck, it's like a cyberpunk Mario city. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's not... It's but, not but it's like... Grimy. It's not grimy. Well, because like cyberpunk is grimy, but it's not like... Like, Blade Runner is cool, you know? Blade Runner has, like, like Blade Runner, you look at the landscapes and, like, the cinematography, and your jaw is just on the floor at, like, the artistry and every frame of painting. Super Mario Brothers is, like, being in, like, a crowded, like, elevator for two hours just breathing in cigarette smoke and listening to some Italian guy quip at his shitty little brother. I I almost appreciate it. It's it's <laughs> it, it's almost like um, you know what it looks like the the city set and it's funny because it looks like a set. And yeah. what I was gonna say is like this movie has like four sets. You notice that like yeah. a lot of scenes in this movie are just very very long. And they just last in, like, the same set. Because I feel like this movie had, like, a budget. And they they spent they it spent all, it all on, on crazy fucking shit. Like, the Goombas, which we haven't even talked about. But we need to... Look. We need... Leather Daddy Police. <laughs> the mandate here yeah. 
was this is such a difficult episode all the we're, episodes we're talking are... we're talking about the city so like the the leather daddy police so the police um, are all yeah. wearing leather jackets and like spikes and then in rhinestones on the back of their jackets it says police and when i saw that i was like oh my god nintendo has been this horny since 1993 and yep. we just didn't know because there were leather daddy police in the mushroom kingdom this whole time there's a the the first flashing neon sign was like for a nightclub and it was just called thwomp yeah and it's off to the side and one I of my favorite myself, things like, in this movie is the just the <laughs> names like the yeah. signage that just has just names of mario things like it doesn't it doesn't really matter what it is it'll just say like oh this is cooper bros fucking but and that's like that is the connection that the film has to mario bros there's very little else um one of the other things that i wrote down that i think is really important is and i wrote it six times is imagine taking your kids to see this because Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah. It's... Imagine taking your seven-year-old to see this. Yeah, like, holy shit! The Super Mario Brothers. My kid loves the Mario. We're gonna go take the fucking little Jimmy John to go see the Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, so at what point would you, as a parent, around... <laughs> your, at, at what point would you, as a parent, you yourself, um, would you, like get up and walk your child out of the theater because i think for me god i don't know well i if i was like a parent and my kid was pretty young and i saw bob hoskins start motorboating a lady to grab yeah. a piece of jewelry from her god, chest fuck man yeah that might that's be like the in the part. first like 15 minutes isn't it no, that's in the club scene. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh right. Yeah. God, okay. That's the other thing that we need to talk about. But, like, yeah, uh, the part where the old lady the gets thrown off. The other thing as in one of 17 things, but yeah. <laughs> There's the part where the old lady gets thrown off the balcony. That's, like, within the first 20, 30 minutes. That would have probably but been it. There's a whole scene. So there's a MacGuffin in this movie, and they have it. For part of it, it's a it's a piece of the meteorite which crashed that, that, that and killed the dinosaurs, the but not really. And it killed the dinosaurs in the in the other dimension and they they have the macguffin it's a yeah it's a little rock and there's a scene where they lose it and it keeps jumping around from person to person through the whole movie it's really just through the whole movie but like the first scene when it gets lost and it ends up in the hands of this woman who we later learn is named big bertha okay so we need and to talk about the big bertha thing she's, she's a large black woman like a very aretha franklin evocative type there's so and much she, to talk about with this character she's clad in a red jumpsuit with red spikes and like prominent cleavage and she grabs the rock and then like flies away on jetpack boots yeah so and so this is this is our first scene in the dinosaur world yeah so 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 big bertha is the fish it's the big fish in mario wait seriously that's a mario thing yeah so no fucking way so so you know how in the water levels there's like oh my god there's like the big cheap cheap that like eats you holy shit that's big bertha so in this movie in this movie they saw that and they were like well that's not going to work for our cool cyberpunk movie but you know what would be really cool <laughs> is if she was like a powerful black woman 
I'm gonna fucking lose it. I'm gonna fucking lose it. I was, I, I was so willing to accept that they had just named a character Big Bertha. I, I, there's no fucking way that's a Mario thing. I just, Toad is a a gay folk singer who gets turned into a Goomba, but he's still wearing his harmonica. We, we need to talk about the Goombas. So, yep. So for those Goombas of you who haven't are... played Super Mario Brothers, the Goombas uh, are, they're little guys, they're, they're little heads with legs, basically. They walk around, you jump on them, and then they die. In this film, they are 10-foot-tall monstrosities who, okay, so the way the, the Goomba, so Koopa has this machine, and it's like a big, you get strapped to a chair in it, and then it's a big death ray but it's what a it big does de- but it, it, it you can either de-evolve someone or evolve someone which is we don't even need to get into the science there we'll just leave it at that we're gonna skip cartridge cinema club science quarter this week kids this and, is how natural selection works so i let promise me i'm not drunk this film just <laughs> so the 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 way that this this de-evolution slash evolution beam works is so functionally it looks like this if you are from our universe we evolved from monkeys yeah so if you aim that at a human human like what we think of as human they turn into a monkey but if you aim it at a person who evolved from dinosaurs from the dinosaur dimension they turn into a dinosaur what goombas are are half devolved humanoid crocodile looking dinosaurs so they're these huge fucking puppet suit things they're massive and and they're terrifying they're so fucking scary that's where i would have took my fucking kids out man yeah just just with the first when he converts because toad is a is a is a folk singer and he gets toad is just a dude he's just like a a dude on the street with an arm he's probably my favorite character he i found him very relatable and that he seemed like he was high most of the movie yeah 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 definitely was. and he just didn't know what was going on he he gets arrested because he's singing uh he's singing a protest anti anti koopa protest song we'll get to this the the politics yeah they de-evolve him and that's how you learn the process of how people became goombas and he and i I do want to mention that every time a a character says like reveals what this is in a mario sense i like i either eye rolled groaned or just stared at the screen with my mouth agape yeah so like this was the time when when he he turns toad into a goomba and we didn't know what these creatures were and i didn't know because i I tried to not know anything about this movie. See, I already knew so this because he, I'm a huge nerd and exist on I the didn't internet. Know. He walks up to Toad with his new face, half crocodile guy, yeah. and he goes, yes, Goombas, they're my minions. And I was like, fucking what yeah. the fuck? Are, I'm so glad what? that you got to have that experience because I've like known that I've known about this film like forever because I'm just, uh-huh. you know, that type of person. And I I've kind of known about this. The, oh, man. I didn't know who the the fucking the the the, the little minions who are around kidnapping girls. I didn't know. So I I learned that was another thing I wrote that in my notes uh is like when when the goons said each other's names they were like, "Hey Spike. Hey Izzy." I was like, 
Fucking goddamn it. Yeah, Those are Koopalings. Yeah, they? and they're just dudes. Yeah. They're just dudes. Everybody so, in this movie is just a yeah. dude except for Yoshi, who is just a dinosaur. Like, he's just a velociraptor. They're, you know... I, I saw I saw the tiny the tiny Velociraptor and I'm like I bet that's fucking Yoshi. <laughs> and then ten seconds later, ah, Yoshi, my yeah. pet. I was like, fuck me. Yeah. So 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 you mentioned Spike and Iggy, uh, who are two of Bowser's cousins, Bowser Koopa, whatever. Dennis Hopper. Yep. With a stupid they are haircut. Bowser's cousins. So, yeah, they're, they're so, Bowser's cousins. So I want to use and this to, to to transition into talking about about the social, but we're 25 minutes into the show, which is usually where we start talking about politics. Um, and, and I want to talk about the, the half joke I made earlier about this movie having uh, a radicalized class consciousness. Um, obviously this movie is made by Universal Studios. It is therefore a product of the capitalist machine. But mm -hmm. so, so they have the, the de-evolution machine and that can also evolve people up. And so Spike and Iggy or whoever the fuck are too dumb and bad at accomplishing tasks. And Dennis Hopper's like, fuck this shit. We're going to make them smarter. Puts them in, mm -hmm. makes them smarter. And it really just like, at first it's just like, oh, they just like use SAT words now. And that they're more that, verbose. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's they the, say affirmative instead of yes. Yeah. That's, that's this movie's idea of like increased intellect. Um, but then there's Until a part. We learn. <laughs> there's a part later in the film where they turn on him. Yep. And what they say is, and I've written this down. Yep. Fascist, oppressor of the proletariat. <laughs> and what this film is suggesting, if I understand it correctly, is that mm -hmm. because they were able to advance their own intellect and educate themselves. This access to knowledge provided them the ability to see the facade of power and to realize that, you know, together at the workers can unite to overthrow the bourgeoisie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is that... presented in the film with no, with no comment. No, no fanfare. No. I just, the idea that a movie made in 1993 for kids yes. includes the message that, hey, if you were to become smarter, you'd become a communist <laughs> is kind of crazy. <laughs> Obviously, they probably didn't think about it that much, but I'm going to. It's, but it makes someone so did. much better. Someone did. Somebody who was working on, like, some fucking PA on this movie, like, some fucking college communist was like, oh my god, I can't believe they, they're letting us get away with this. Holy fucking shit. You, you don't, you, you don't get to the point of oppressor of the proletariat being written in your scripts by accident i'll say that i'll say that as much and i will also say that in today's uh socio-political climate where like these are actual like talking points for the actual left um they would not have gone there there's no. just no way yeah it would have it would have pissed off uh conservatives too much yeah and i, and I do want to kind of like transition into this whole thing with like koopa as trump because it really is like if it if this film came out now 
people would think he was doing a Donald Trump. And it's entirely possible mm -hmm. that he was because Trump was around at that time. Like he was a, you know, figure in the public sphere that people were aware of. And like, obviously, you know, Dennis Hopper is probably just generally aping sleazy dudes in business suits, but like the like affect and everything. And then that combined with all of the propaganda, because there's all these like vote Koopa, Koopa's the best. There's like a, there's this billboard of Dennis Hopper kissing a baby um, that is shown mm -hmm. repeatedly throughout the film. And it like gives the film a very eerie quality now in, in a way that made me kind of uncomfortable. Alternative hypothesis. Uh, what if Donald Trump in real life is just so much like that <laughs> that he just seems like a video game movie villain because like he, I don't think Dennis Hopper's acting like him I think that Trump is acting like Dennis Hopper yeah a, a movie villain played by Dennis Hopper yeah because like I just I just the fucking Dennis Hopper the the way that Koopa speaks in this movie is just like Trump tweets it yeah. literally sounds like Trump tweets he just speaks in like full like large sentences that always feel like they end in an exclamation point and they just make large sweeping declarative yeah like, you know uh, before before I saw this movie I had uh, like most of the the talk around it is oh you got to see it for Dennis Hopper's Bowser like, Dennis Hopper is ridiculous as Bowser. And, like, I found him, like, grotesque and, like, unpleasant. Um, and, like, it's a enjoyable performance for sure. But I, I really did think that, like, Bob Hoskins' Mario was... Mm -hmm. He... He... <sighs> he says so many, like, 90s-ish, like, he's like, get over here, lizard brain. Or, like, get over here, butt breath. And it's, it's, he, he embodies He's a... like if, if a hamburger was a person. <laughs> he's, oh my God. He, he, yeah. He's like a sloppy Joe <laughs> in, embodied. And yeah. just the, the way he talks, like, <laughs> like Luigi will say something like, Hey, I heard there's, I heard there's other dimensions out there. And he's like, the only other dimension we're going to be in is on the streets because we can't pay our rent if we can't get any wake. It, <laughs> like, it like... sounds like you're exaggerating. But no, that, it... that is the film. Like, that really is the film. This shit, like, like writes itself. Like, yeah. I feel like they just, they, they picked the stereotype, got Bob Hoskins to do it, and they're just like, hey, can you, like, be a greasy Italian man? And he was like, I sure can, and then just fucking. <laughs> and then wins. he did it. <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> I like. I'm gonna go to my notes. Yeah. What do you got? <laughs> um, what do you got? Like, let's just let's just run through them because at this point, you know, I feel like there's like this pretense that that this this podcast has like a structure, and I think we it, both know I that tried. it doesn't. And I feel like it. I feel like in every episode. We were like, man, we were really trying to, to, to have a structured conversation about the film, but but there's just so much. There's just so much to talk about. You want to know another really good thing that uh, Koopa said uh, when they're taking a mud bath? He says, you know what I love about mud? 
it's clean <laughs> and dirty at the same time. <sighs> yeah, um, I like, um, I like the special effect on the rock wall that is the, um, the portal to the other dimension. Yeah, so we had that, we had that conversation about, about, like, early 2000s CG last week. This, and, this, and this had some 90s goo. Early 90s CG, and it is, like, I look at this film, and I feel like if you wanted to make, uh, ugh, all right, I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be the film student. The, the Japanese horror film House um, is full of all these like very like cut and paste, just like really shitty looking special effects, like deliberately bad looking kind of like superimposed graphics all over mm -hmm. the film, and it gives the film just like such a like unsettling, eerie quality. And I feel like this film has that factor to it with the CG stuff. And I feel like if somebody wanted to do that on purpose, like, I don't know if the people making this movie intended it to be as creepy as it is, but it's so creepy. There's... Yes. It, it is disquieting. Yeah. There, <laughs> there is... There is... Uncomfortable. Yeah. There's something so... Like, just, like, this, the puppets... And, like, the, the CG has, like, this really, like, AOL, like, kind of vaporwave quality to it. Or it's it's all just, like, pixely and just upsetting to look at. And, like, it, it really is, like, a you feel like you're not watching a real movie. You feel like you're watching, like, a parody of a parody of a parody of of a horror film yeah it's it's several it's several layers removed your your mind uh, your mind tries to protect yourself and try to <laughs> act like it's like it's several it's on several layers of irony but i it's i, I disassociated watching this film it's it, yeah you kind of lose like, yourself a little bit in it because it just the, this movie is like having a panic attack at target <laughs> in the halloween section <laughs> Like, you're just looking around, fucking disassociating. You don't know what the f what the fuck is going on. There's, like... Fluorescent lights. The, there's fluorescent lights everywhere. You walk by something and it goes, yeah. Um, you, you see a bunch of what looks like fake spider web that he literally was bought at a store, and it's covering the entire, basically, entire city. And you later find out that that's Daisy's dad? <laughs> The, the fungus covering the buildings and shit is a person so who was de-evolved de back down to, to mushroom Because like, he's a mushroom person because he's the Mushroom King because they're in the Mushroom Kingdom, which they don't elaborate on because he's the only mushroom person in the film because everybody uh. else is a reptile. And I just... Okay, look, we're gonna have to cut the podcast off at some point. We've been talking. I've been talking about Super Colon the Mario Brothers for thirty six <laughs> minutes, and it's kind of getting to me a little bit. There's, there's, mm -hmm. there's two things that I deeply need to discuss before yep. we dis discuss what film we're gonna watch next week. The first is that there's a scene where Dennis Hopper goes to Brooklyn uses his de-evolution ray to turn a man into a monkey with 
mm. a crowd of people looking, and everyone laughs. <laughs> everyone just laughs as this man is turned into an ape right in front of their eyes. And it really did, like, this is in the last, like, 20 minutes, and it just really underscored the fever dreamish quality of this film. Nobody reacts to things the way that humans react to things. You know when you're talking no. to somebody who's really socially awkward and you feel like you're having conversation about the same subject. You're talking about the same concepts, the same topics, but they're not having a back and forth with you. They're not responding to you in ways mm -hmm. that play off of the thing that you just said. No, they're on a different wavelength. Play watching this movie, you feel like you're in an awkward social situation where everybody is reacting to things in ways that you feel like are weird, but you don't want to. You don't want to say anything about it. Mm -hmm. It's the type of thing where, like, you you could like fall asleep for like you could like fall asleep for five minutes and then wake up and it's like, oh, how did they get there? And then you watch it a second time and you realize. Oh, I didn't fall asleep during those five minutes. I just have no idea why they did that or why they're acting like this. There, there is no greater meaning. Everyone is just so confusing and scary and weird in this movie. And they act like it. Okay. There's one more thing that I have. This is the last thing on my, on my list. And it just says in all capitals, the after credit sequence... We need to talk about this. Um, am I going to have to... Did you uh, not watch? Am I going to have to pull up the movie and I, watch the after-credits Well, credit I'm going to have to describe the after-credit sequence to the viewer. So, okay, go ahead. So, so, so you can just... You can, yeah, so... So it opens on a shot of, like, two Japanese businessmen. And they're like... We would love, to, you know, in like stereotypical Japanese accents, which I'm not going to do uh, because, yeah, no, uh, we would love mm -hmm. to make a, you know, a, a video game based on your many adventures. And then the the camera pans over, and it's Spike and Iggy, and not the oh, Mario yeah. Brothers, and they're like. They say some dumb bullshit like, yeah, call it fucking Spike's Adventure. It's going to be sick. Uh, and oh, that's, my God. And that's it. That's how, that's, that's, that's how they... With, there's a sequel. I didn't mention it. There's a sequel hook at the end of this movie that never got paid off. That Daisy comes in and says, we've got another problem, boys. You're not going to believe it. And then, you, and then that's... They never paid it off. And then the after credit sequence is the scene which I have just described to you, dear listener. And I don't really have a point to make about it. No. Oh, my God. I, I just watched it. And um, I they I, I wish they hadn't have done that. <laughs> I, I, I don't want them to break the fourth wall. I want this movie to exist just completely unmarried to this. This should be like anything. This should be like a movie that fell out of like a, a hole in reality from another dimension where... There was never a Super Mario Bros. video game, but you and, like, some of your dipshit friends over at the fucking, like, dipshit coffee house are like, man, 
Do you guys remember fucking Super Mario Bros. from 1993? That fucking weird-ass sci-fi movie? You guys want to watch yeah. that? And then you're like, oh my yeah. god, Dennis Hopper was in this. What the fuck is this movie even about? Why are they going in pipes and shit? What is the 8-bit music? They play the music at the beginning. We didn't talk about that. They play the music. There's so much. They Yeah, this this is the movie that you and your friends would be obsessed with. And like it'd be like a little like inside joke. Like every, yeah. every friend group has that inside joke movie that you always reference this would be like a lot a lot of like weird nerd weird film nerds like yeah. inside joke about this weird like this weird uh looked like it was a filming of a weird stage play uh but with horrible also 90s special effects and dennis hoppers in it it would be uh, it's like yeah. zardoz <laughs> yes yes exactly um if this movie has to exist uh, in a world where like Mario exists, the way that I like can the only way I can rationalize it is if like the only way this movie would make sense is if it was like a film adaptation. And I said this to you already uh, earlier today. It's like a film adaptation of a weird deviant art uh, fanfic about Mario, where they were like, "What if Mario was this weird fucking grounded in reality sci-fi, yeah, gritty movie?" where like the dinosaur kingdom uh, exists and it's like, cause like dinosaur Island is a fucking place in super Mario world. Yeah. They, they, that's the first world is dinosaur Island or whatever. But what and if it was a gritty cyberpunk city? What if it was a gritty <laughs> cyberpunk city? And there's, there's analogs for every like Mario thing you can think of. There's analogs for super mushrooms. There's analogs for bombs there they the all bomb exist is the in... most accurately represented thing in the entire film right it's a little wind up bomb that walks it's badass it looks really cool yeah there, there's there's an analog for every like little mario thing most part and it's like it and none of them make sense for it to be licensed by actual nintendo uh, it's oh my god it's okay. incredible that watch you need to watch this movie i think if you I... somehow made it through this and you haven't watched it yet, like, it's it's weirder than we could possibly describe. Yeah, I feel like this podcast cannot do this film justice. Like, I, you know, yeah. we, we knew we were stepping up to the plate with this one. Uh, and and it is kind of like the, the, the quintessential film, and that's, that's why we didn't do it first. We waited until the mm -hmm. third episode. We kind of got our bearings a little bit, but... Man, man. What are we watching next week, Mark? I'm really excited, uh, because next week we're watching... Uh, Advent Children Final <laughs> Fantasy 7 it's an animated oh. movie it's an animated movie from the 2000s uh, starring Cloud from <laughs> Super Smash Brothers for Wii U and uh, he you know you're gonna learn a lot about uh, a lot about Sephiroth and uh, and his mom that's that's all I can really say so yeah um, Alex have you played final fantasy 7 i have i have played final fantasy 1 on my cell phone and that is the only final fantasy game i have ever played i know uh, it's basically basically the same thing except a bunch more bullshit and the hair is more anime okay um so i'm really looking forward to watching this movie because i've heard it's terrible um, and I'm also looking forward to watching this movie because I've heard if you haven't played Final Fantasy VII, it makes no sense whatsoever, which is going to be fun for me because one of my favorite things is not understanding anime. 
So me me watching this, I watched it as a kid, like around when it came out. And my context for it was, and this is the ideal way to watch any movie, really. Um, I watched it and I hadn't played the game yet. And my friend had played it and was obsessed with the game. So I just listened to him mansplain every shot of the movie as I watched it. Oh. Um, I remember none of that because I was like 12. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I'm looking forward to experiencing that uh going in you know going in raw ew how do we end the podcast uh how do we end the podcast um well uh, i want to hear your best bob hoskins impression i'm not gonna do that because it would be racist (laughs) bye (laughs) see you losers Cartridge Cinema Club is created by Mark Champlin and Alex Wallace, and is produced by Alex Wallace. The theme song is Arroz con Pollo by DJ Tin Man. The art is by Courtney Kaufman. Thank you.